Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. So on episode 94, we talked about seven ways to be a better live streamer. And you can check that one out at launchyour.live forward slash EP 94. However, that just applies typically to, I mean, it applies to being a guest, but it typically often applies also to people that want to be better live streamers like themselves. So on this episode, episode 95, we're going to talk about the live stream guest. We're going to talk about what you need to look for in a guest. So I want to just come on and say a quick hello. How are we doing, everyone? My name is Christian Karasevich, and I am the founder and host of the Launcher Live show. This is available, by the way, on Amazon at launcher.live forward slash EP95. It's also available as a podcast. So if you're listening to this, you may be checking it out on Amazon Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google, and pretty much many more. But having a guest is, you know, it's something that like we always want on our live streams because, well, guests help make your live streams more exciting. They help take some of that pressure off of you. Also, having to do things like manage the views on your live stream, like the views of like, well, what does the view look like? managing the backstage, if you got comments, for example, all that sort of thing. And so if you're doing that all by yourself, you're trying to also look at the camera, focus on your audience, but you're also trying to do those controls. So if you see me looking down, that's typically what I'm doing. So to help me out, you probably have seen him before. I'm going to go and bring on uh, my friend Marco Novo, and we're going to talk about what you need to look for in a guest on your live stream. So Marco, it is great seeing you. How are you doing? Hello. Hello. So good to be here again. <laughs> such, a, such a pleasure. <laughs> Anytime. And so I want to compliment you. First off, I got to say, I think you, you did the color coordinating with the show perfectly. I think your shirt has a little purple in it, maybe like <laughs> yeah, yeah, looking yeah. good. You got the purple lights going on. So it's good. Really good to see you. So um, thank you so much for having me. So obviously, I mean, you and I both know that, having a guest is super important and there's a lot of things you need to actually look for in a guest, right? Yes, indeed. So you don't just want to have some, anyone be a guest. So for example, if you know, you have a circle of friends, that's great, but let's say your friends are not live streamers, for example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I'm glad you got a guest, but the problem there is that they're not going to be able to help make that, live stream or podcast or whatever you're making intelligible enough to where the people, cause, cause typically, you know, the people who are watching, they're going to be interested in that topic. So they may ask questions that go right over the person's head, for example. So you want to be mindful when you have a guest on your live streams. And so what Marco and I've done, by the way, is we've identified six items that you want to look for in a guest. And so these are things like, uh, well, they're characteristics. You don't have to have all of them, but you want to think about these when you're bringing on a guest. Isn't that right, Marco? Yes, absolutely. It's crucial to have in mind these ideas when you bring a guest. And I I know them by heart because I'm, I had hundreds of guests. For instance, Christian was yeah. a guest, and he should <laughs> should come back <laughs> to another to another show. But yeah. the thing is, it, it is important to have guests. It is, but it's even more important to have the right guests on your show. And today we're gonna explain how you can have them, how you can find them, how you can spot them as well. Yes. So you, this will turn an effective and a. a and I like to say when we talk about guests, it's a three-win uh, thing because you win, your guests win, and your audience will win also. I so like this that. is something that you should have in mind. I really like that, by a the way. Win-win is a win-win-win. <laughs> it is, actually. It's like a triple win, like a triple word score in like Scrabble or something. So Absolutely. I also want to make sure I highlight a really good comment from uh, viewer Dean Home One, who's watching over on YouTube. And he says he thinks a professional person. 
Absolutely. So it really depends on, you got to look at like what you're trying to achieve with your stream. For example, if you just have like your friend on and your friend really doesn't know the topic, that's going to show. And that's not going to hurt them necessarily. It's going to hurt them a little bit, but it's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt them. And it's going to hurt your audience. So while Marco just mentioned, you get three potential big ways to win. You also have potential ways to lose if you have the wrong (laughs) types of guests on. So indeed, let's kick things off. Let's tackle number one. But I have a comment and this is, uh, you know, I want to hear from our viewers. And this is how do you decide who to have on your live streams? So we mentioned you've got friends. You might have some other people in the industry. You might have a handful of people in the industry you could ask. But how do you decide who you want to have on your streams. You can either leave it in the comments here on your social platform that you're watching on, or if you want to also uh, check us out on any of the social channels that launch your live, you can check out those as well and leave your comment there because we want to hear from you. But again, launcher.live slash EP95. That'll get you right to this episode. Okay, so one way to help you look for the right type of guests is going to make sure that they align with your ideal viewer. So what we mean by this is, for example, we gave the example of if we're doing a show and our show is all about live streaming, you wanna make sure that you have the right type of guest on that can talk about live streaming. And it depends on what level, kind of going back to Dean's comment there, what level you are at. So if you're trying to attract the beginner, you probably wanna have more advanced people on that can break things down for the beginner versus if you just have a beginner on teaching another beginner, not sure they're going to be the right viewer. Uh, Sorry. They're going to, they're going to be the right type of guest to align with your viewer because your viewer is there to get help. And why would they want to learn from a beginner if they're a beginner as well? Marco, what do you think about this? Anything else you want to add here? Well, another, another thing I, I think it's important is to share, um, the same mindset, okay, share the, the same uh, culture, if you know what I mean. Because, for instance, uh-huh. if I'm I'm speaking to uh, an audience which is a relaxed audience, an info, uh, oh, my God, uh, how can I say it? Oh, my God, I'm missing the English word to say this. <laughs> <laughs> if if you are to, to kind of uh, executive way, okay, to serious and you're talking yeah, yeah. to people, an audience which is not this kind of uh, mood, this won't work. It's important to see if also the tone of your guest matches the tone. Your own tone, of course, because mm-hmm. also it will sound, it will look and sound awkward if you are smiling all the time and yeah. your, your guest is, is making this uh, ice look. <laughs> so this is important as, as well. Okay. Besides the knowledge, the mood mm-hmm. it and personality should fit your audience as well. Absolutely. And that's an excellent point. And uh, Dean home one, by the way, also over on YouTube, he mentioned uh, like-minded people who in our case uh, want to teach and share our knowledge. Yes. Super important. So make sure you have people that align in that sense. And he also said, Hey, he was thinking the same thing. So, Again, <laughs> step number one, before you have this, before you've invited anyone on your live streams, make sure they align with your values. And so uh, your values, and, sorry, values, but also your ideal viewers. So for example, if you're looking to attract like, and I, I guess I'll give an example here. So you mentioned a second ago, Marco, like if you're, for example, in the B2B space and you're kind of just winging your show and whatnot, like, and you're a really well-known company, people expect a certain type of guest. So you have to make sure you bring it. Uh, So that's if you're like, you know, that's in that sense. But at the same time, you also want to make sure that, you know, you also have on the right type of viewer as well. Um, So like if you're the right type of guest, because if you're a viewer, for example, you know, is, is the corporate like customer, you want to make sure that, you know, what you're talking about, things like that also align. Because again, there's always there's a there's a place for them. It just depends on making sure it's the right thing and it matches the tone, what the show is like, all that sort of thing. Okay, so that's number one. Do they align with your ideal viewer? Number two is how responsive are they? And 
what we mean by that when you're trying to bring on a guest is you shouldn't have to go and I guess I give the example of like herding cats. Like you should not have to go and try and, you know, continue to follow up with that person. For example, if, you know, if you have like, I was like to, if I try to have a guest on, I try to have all my links and stuff ready so that like, let's say I was like, Hey Marco, I want to have you on something instead of me, like us having that conversation and then me being saying, well, Hey Marco, Oh, you know what? I got, I'll get back to you. I don't have the link ready or I don't have, you know, I don't have all these other details ready. Right. So you want to make sure that you have everything ready, but you also want to make sure your guest is ready to take action because you've taken the time. This slows down the process. Like, for example, if I said, hey, Marco, I'm ready to book, you know, are you ready? And then Marco, like, just disappears. Let's say he exactly. (laughs) Let's say he disappears and it takes like a week to get in touch with him. I'm already thinking like when I initially make the contact with him, oh, great. Marco is ready, you know. But then all of a sudden he backs out and I'm like, oh, shoot, what do I do now? Like, cause I can't get in touch with him. And that just makes it even slower. Cause then you're like waiting on that guest, you know how that goes. So how responsive is your guest? And here's the thing, I, Mark, I want to get your answer on this. So if we were going to have a guest on and let's say we couldn't like agree on a time or things like that, like what would you do? Would you just like, would you wait for them or would you keep moving forward and then go back to them? What do you think? Usually, usually I share uh, a booking link and okay. I think I can talk about a tool called Hanswap, Once Hub, which is a nice w- tool to, to book these yeah. uh, live shows. And yes, it, and it, uh, for me, this is important. Uh, I want to highlight because as I mentioned at the beginning, I already had more than, I think I should have more than 200 guests on my show from, I don't know, maybe 30 different countries, uh, four continents covered. So I know, I know usually there's a pattern of uh, behavior uh, on guests. And when someone moves from this boundaries, I just, it's kind of, I remove them from my uh, list because one of the things that is important, and you should have this in mind as well, if you want to be invited to to be a guest in, in someone other uh, show, because it, it's important, you should have in mind that when someone invites you, it's kind of, they are uh, giving you an honor. It's like a reward by your uh, professional uh achievements because for them you are important okay so don't waste this opportunity one one thing you you can do and i i made this okay if if the invitation it's not a good fit for you because the audience doesn't it's not important to you if the time is not good for you whatever if it's not you don't see interest on that uh-huh. Say thank you and say I'm not. I I can't do that. I'm not. Uh, it's not my thing. Explain, but say don't uh, answer them. Okay. And in the opposite side, if you are trying to invite someone and you don't get an answer, they just say, "Okay, I'm. Not, I can't do that. I can't now. I can't right now." And after one month, they say again, "I can't." I can't, I can't uh-huh. remove them as well. Okay. Because one of the things you should have in mind, if someone doesn't have that thrill, that blood <laughs> boiling to be your guest, maybe he will not be your right guest as well. Because for instance, I had this situation. I was invi- inviting someone and she was say, answering me all the time. I, I have no time. And then I saw her on Clubhouse, on other guests, on other shows. And I said, well, she doesn't have time for me. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. So no. I think this is important as well. Don't, don't, uh, we have this uh, thing here, here. We like to say here in Portugal, we are not sneakers from other persons. Okay. okay. So if someone is too expensive, forgive, forgive them. Mm-hmm. End of story. Excellent point. Yeah. And uh, again, Dean Home One over on YouTube agrees. Amen, Marco, on that. So, you know, the other last piece I would add to this. So how responsive are they? You know, again, you shouldn't have to chase them. You should be able to 
field them out. Now, if you're just getting started with your live streams, I would actually start, I'd start a little bit lower. Like it's great if you go reach out to like a big name. However, just remember sometimes those big names, they book out months in advance because they're so, because uh, they're so in demand. So what I would do for something like that is I might start with some of that lower hanging fruit. I might start with people that I know that are, for example, Dean Home One. I think we'd love to have you on as a guest sometime. Sorry to put you on the spot there, but I think we'd love to have you on as a guest sometime <laughs> because I can already tell based on the, you know, the comments you leave, the things like that. I'm like, yeah, oh, absolutely. hey, he seems like, you know, he's very, uh, very responsive, for example. So I think that's a really good thing. Um, again, if they don't respond and heck, even if they don't respond the first time, like don't also let that bother you. Don't, you know, oh, well, if somebody doesn't respond, guess what? There are a bunch of other people that would love to be on your streams. So if you get one person that says no, no big deal. I, I like yeah. to keep a spreadsheet for this sort of thing of all the people I want to have on. And then as I have them on, I mark them off. If I can't get them on, you know, and they say, hey, you know what? Follow up with me in like, you know, three months or something like that or a month or a week. I then put that on the calendar, go do that. So number two is all about how responsive are they? Okay. Number three on finding a good guest. What do you need to look for is, are they a good storyteller? And so we want to like, I'll give you a great example. I was, um, I was listening. I was actually giving a presentation yesterday and there was somebody that they initially, they, they got on and they were like, they had an amazing story and their story was, uh, let me see if I can try to remember what it was. Um, it was, uh, let's see. So it was all about like running like a video for uh, a medical industry. So for the medical industry. And it was talking about how, like how people like, it, it was talking about influencers. And it was talking about how like their story was very compelling because it was talking about what is an influencer like? For example, like what do we perceive an influencer to be? And then what is someone who has influence? And I thought it was a fantastic story to the point where I had other things to go do, but I actually, I kept their you know presentation open and I listened to it while they were giving it because it was just a really good story. So that's another thing. When you have a guest on, you want to make sure you have a guest on that can tell a good story. And it doesn't have to be like a masterpiece. It just needs to be enthralling enough to keep people interested, intrigued, and watching. So, Marco, what do you think about this? Do you have anything else you want to add to this? Any products? Anything you want to talk about? Okay, we can we can jump into in a while in this amazing book that I'm listening, which is still like an artist because this makes all sense when we are talking about guests. But something you should have in mind, and this is something that I do is don't invite people just because they know a lot about their field of knowledge, okay? Because some of them are easy to reach, uh, hard to reach, sorry. Uh -huh. They are not really easygoing. They they don't have the, the right uh, equipment to go live as yeah. well, mm -hmm. okay? So one of the things you should have in mind, this is, I think this is, if you get, if this will be a piece of uh, of knowledge that you get from okay. this yep. live show, it's the best way to, to find them is to watch live streaming. And for instance, if you want to have that guest, and I do this uh, sometimes, uh -huh. I wanted to have a guest and then, and it's also a good way for them to see you. Okay. Because yeah. at that day that you invite them, they already know who you are. And this is important. Look in to live shows they make or they are guests as well and see if they do the, the great job and having in mind these topics we are talking about make like a kind of checklist with these topics we are talking and go watch the, that person on live shows uh, recorded interviews podcasts to see if they fit your uh, requirements okay because the Sometimes they, they, they could know a lot about some topic, but they are boring. You will lose your audience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That it's, it's a good thing you should have in mind. Um, it's not just about knowledge. It's about the way we share our knowledge and how we make the others feel inside the story. Yeah. And I think this is important as well. So watch them 
listen to them and see if they are good on <laughs> sharing their knowledge as well. And here's the other thing with that. If they're not a good storyteller, you also kind of want to tailor the show. For example, if you want to have them on and you're like, you know, and you watch some of their like you watch some of their other content, and you're like, oh, wow, like everybody really talks about this person. What is it that unlocks that? Like, you know, almost like a cheat code. What unlocks that person to be a good storyteller? Maybe they've done a really good live stream and they've been a really good storyteller, but then you watch some and you don't get that feeling. So find out what that is and try to cater to that with the show. For example, Marco and I, like we've been doing this show for a little while and, or sorry, let me rephrase that. I've been doing it for a while and he, and he came on to like help me. We wanted to do the Amazon live piece. And so, you know, we've been kind of picking topics each week, but the thing was, he was like, Hey, you know what, Christian, like this area is not this certain area. We had talked about some topics. He's like, yeah, it's not really like, his passion. And I was like, okay, great. Let's adjust the show <laughs> so that we can have more meaningful conversations with our viewers and our listeners. So obviously, yes. So the storytelling aspect, super important because again, it makes your live streams more exciting, more engaging for your viewers. Now, Marco, is there anything else, any books or any, any uh, products you want to talk about for that? Or what's your, I think, I, and, and, and it's funny because I started listening yesterday, this book from, I, oh my God, I, <laughs> <laughs> let me let me go to my audible <laughs> okay sure. this is the st still like an artist from austin cleon okay cool yeah okay, I, I don't know if it's cleon or cleon <laughs> it's not but the thing is that uh, he stands like kind of everything it's invented you don't need to to invent the wheel and even though there's people that claims to be original that i'm the only one and wherever we all get inspiration. We all steal ideas or uh, things from others. Yeah. Okay. And so having a guest, it's one of the best ways to be close to someone that you uh, like, that mm -hmm. you follow. Yeah. And be closer to them to copy <laughs> some things from them. To learn from, and yes. There's something that he said at the beginning of the book. Yeah. That for me, it's really important. Okay. Don't only copy the over the, the, the insight, the result. And this, the, the most important that you should, should uh, copy. It's the whole thinking process that led to that uh, outcome. Okay, and this for me makes all sense because sometimes we just copy uh, the way people dress, the way people look, the way people talk. Okay. But we don't understand which thought made that result. So it's important to have this in mind. When you get these mm -hmm. amazing people on your live shows, it's a way, a, a great opportunity for you to learn from them. It is, yes. Uh, and for instance, I, I, I have a good friend of mine that said to me, mm -hmm. with all the guests you had, you already had a MBA <laughs> with yeah. all the knowledge you got from them. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I'd say this, uh, it's, uh, I think it's a lot of times people say like the clothes don't make the man, like, or clothes don't make the man or woman, like however you want to position that. But it basically means that like, it's, it's not about how you look, for example, you know, Again, going back to your like what you're talking about, like you can borrow things from people and you can borrow like their style. For example, Steve Jobs would always wear a turtleneck and Levi's jeans and New Balance sneakers. But here's the thing. He was much more than that. It wasn't the fact that he started doing or like Tim Cook now wears he's been wearing that, you know, untucked shirt, dress shirt. And now a lot of people have started to emulate that style, for example, to the point where there's now companies that do that sort of thing. And then make the kind of product. And so thing is though, that that's not what defines the guest. For example, it's not what defines like, you know, uh, so again, you want to borrow from people. Um, but then also understand like, how does that actually help you? So Marco, do you have that book by chance handy that we could pull up? Well, I, or show maybe. I, <laughs> so Marco's got this book. Okay. So let me put, let me put him full screen so you can see this. So it's, it's still like an audible. artist. Okay. It's inaudible. And, um, I don't know about you, Chris, and uh, our audience. If you yeah. like to to 
to listen to books. It's it's practical, you know. And we talk too much at, uh, often about not using uh, Bluetooth, right? Yeah, yep. <laughs> Headphones, but in this situation, it's a good option. Okay, to listen to books, uh, you can put the cell phone on your on your pocket and listen with. Um, And I think you have them, uh, you have AirPods there. <laughs> so we can talk about them as well. And this is a nice option because it's not that uh, so intrusive as a book. Okay. You can go walking, uh, traveling, whatever. For instance, one of the things I like to do when I do uh, long travels uh -huh. by bus yeah. or plane, it's to listen to audiobooks. Okay. Because you don't need to carry the, the book in your uh, in your pocket or in your uh, suitcase and this is something important about this kind of books they they are really convenient because you can have how many books you want <laughs> in your yeah. cell phone okay there's no limitation when you go on vacations mm -hmm. on a travel or whatever yeah. so this is a nice option audible has amazing books as well so i'm listening and the other good thing is And I'm doing this, and if you're a native English speaker, you can do it even more because I increased a little bit the 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 reading speed or the speaking speed, yeah. so I can finish <laughs> fastly the book. <laughs> Definitely, great idea, by the way. Um, so, what I want to do real quick is I want to move into our fourth topic. Sorry, our fourth item, our fourth thing you want to look at in a guest. And this one is, and, and here we're going to talk about this. And then what I want to do is I want to just mention a couple of products, things like that to kind of help you all. So uh, does size matter? And what we mean by this is audience size. So for example, if you're going to have a guest on and let's say they have a hundred thousand followers, or let's say they only have 500 followers or even a hundred, does the size of their audience matter? And the answer is not really. It does. If, for example, if your guest is open to sharing your live stream. So for example, if they're going to be a guest, one of the things we always ask them to do is we encourage them to share the live stream because the whole point is you want to be working together versus working against one another. So we want to make sure that, you know, if we have a guest on, they are going to hopefully be open to sharing your live stream so that their audience can also take advantage of the information that you're both sharing. Because again, like Marco and I, we're not, we're not carbon copies of one another. <laughs> so does the size of their audience matter? Like I said, it depends. It's good if you have somebody that has a big audience. However, if they don't have a big audience, that shouldn't exclude them from being on your streams. It does, I will say this, help if they have an engaged audience and they're willing to share the fact that they're on a podcast or the Amazon live show, for example, with you. It's It definitely helps if they are willing to share that with them because It also means that you'll potentially be able to bring in other viewers aside from just the ones you have in your circle. So what do you think, Marco? Do you agree with me? Disagree with this? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was, when you were talking about the size, I was thinking the importance is how engaged they are. Yeah. And because unfortunately I had this experience, I was doing a, a podcast. Okay. Uh -huh. And one of the problems we faced, it, it was a collaborative, uh, when we brought guests, okay. most of them didn't share, didn't almost care about their presence on uh, our podcast. And I say, what the hell? So they come here. It's like you go dinner to someone, someone other's place. Uh -huh. And at the end, you, you say goodbye and you leave and uh, no, no, thank you. You don't bring the bottle <laughs> and whatever. So yep. I think, I, I think it's important to, to, to be thankful, to be grateful for those who invite, who recognize your value, your professional value, your knowledge. Okay. And also what you can give in return is to, okay. I, I was on their show Uh, you can watch them and also follow them because they are doing a great job and you can find from them good information as well. I think this is important and be, and, and again, you can see if they are doing this jo job, uh, looking at their, uh, presence on other shows and also 
on their their uh, social media platforms. Uh-huh. Okay, so if if you know that someone goes often uh, to live shows to other right. uh, visiting being a guest and they are not talking often about it. It's kind of a, not a red flag, but a, an orange flag. <laughs> it is. It, it definitely can be. Yeah. So like you want to make sure that, you know, if you're going to have guests on, you want to make sure that you encourage them to share. And again, it's a, it's a thing where like, it's not like the person's not coming on your live stream to talk about themselves necessarily. They're coming on, you're both collaboratively working together. They may get the ability to mention them, mention their initiatives, things like that they're working on. But again, it's also about like tap being able to tap into somebody's audience. Now, the other thing is, and then I'm going to move on to the next one. It, it is it is very helpful and helps you grow faster if you do have the right kind of guest on that is open to streaming and open to like sharing, you know, the fact that they're on other initiatives. So I think that that's like super important if you're, you know, kind of struggling and you're like, well, you know, hey, I did a live stream and like all the guests and I have them on, they never share. It's not to say like don't have them on. Just remember, as you're looking for a guest, you also consider then trying to find people that are very active. And you can typically find this by going to like their social media channels, looking at their account and seeing, you know, hey, like, oh, they seem to be like speaking at a whole bunch of things. And they normally will share that they're speaking at that. That might that's a good indicator that, you know, they're a good potential fit at least from an initial phase, then you got to still go through and figure out like, okay, do they match with my viewers? Are they the right kind of person? You know, things like that. Okay. So what I want to do real quick here, Marco, let's, uh, let's, let's uh, switch to a couple products here. Let's just talk about some products, some ways that really can help people with their live streams. So, you know, one of the things that I like to do, for example, um, let's bring up the rocket book mini. So I like to, I always tell people, I should have told everyone at the beginning, I like to take notes during live streams or anything that I'm doing. I like to keep a notebook. Uh, this is one of my absolute favorite market. Look at that. Even Marco has got a notebook. Now I've got a smart notebook. This looks like a normal notebook. However, what's really cool is this is the product that I have here. So you know what, Marco, we're going to test something out. I got a new feature I want to test out here. So look at this. So oh, you haven't seen this. Yeah. You haven't I seen this. I knew about this. No, you haven't seen this. Right. I know this is pretty sweet. So, this is the Rocketbook Mini Notebook. And what's really cool about this, by the way, is, you know, it comes with like the notebook. It also has like a microfiber cloth. It also comes with a normal pen that you can write with. But what's really great about this, like this pen, for example, it's a regular pen. It's not just like a dry erase pen. And as Marco is showing there, it is erasable. So here's what I do with this. So when I'm trying to find a guest, for example, yes, I take my smartphone with me. I do like to keep things digital. However, I take this notebook with me everywhere as well. And so what this notebook can do is I write in it and then inside the notebook, let's go to like photo number three there, Marco. So inside the notebook, you can write in this notebook physically, and then it has a mobile app that you can use to scan the notebook and it will use OCR character recognition to also pick up anything you're writing or drawing. And then it's also really neat because once you scan it, it can then go out to other connected services. So for example, if you're a big Google Drive user or Dropbox or Slack or heck, even email, you can simply scan the items in the notebook and it will automatically send them out. For example, let's say I was like, hey, you know what, Marco, like say Marco and I are chatting about show ideas. And I'm like, hey, Marco, I got some ideas for you. I can write them out. I scan them in the document, in the notebook, and then I can automatically email them to Marco and myself or whoever else I connect. So the other cool thing is this notebook can save the environment because you're not actually having to replace the notebook either. This is a a notebook that it's reusable. So you literally just dampen this cloth that's here. And once you've done that, you just simply rub it, like you just dampen it a little bit, you rub it across, and then your paper is reusable. So that is a great way, for example, if you want to keep track of your guests, carry one of these with you, keep it with you in your bag. You never know when you're going to need it. And then the great thing is it can be digitized. So that is the Rocketbook Mini. So I can't recommend that enough for working with guests. Um, another thing I also want to talk about real quick, uh, 
for guests. Actually, you know what? We'll talk about this in a second, actually. I'm going to go to uh, item number five here, and that is um, how often does somebody live stream? So this should not be like, there's no like measuring stick that says, okay, well, if they've not done more than hundred live streams or 10 live streams or 50 live streams, I'm not going to have them on as a guest, but you do want to make sure when you're looking for guests that you're finding people that are comfortable on video on camera, because otherwise if they're not, maybe you just want to do a podcast or something with them. So, you know, I would personally, I would try to find people that have some experience, but they're not so professional. Again, it comes back to like aligning with your viewers. So if your viewer is the beginner and you're having somebody on and like, let's say Marco was like super technical and Marco's like talking about all these like really complicated topics. <laughs> and like I, that could be, he could be a good guest. He's just not the right fit necessarily for my audience. So he may, he may be a better fit for another live show that I want to do. So just kind of think about that. So anything else you want to add there, Marco, and how often somebody should be live streaming like the guest at least. Well, I think that the importance about um, how often he goes or she goes is to see how comfortable they are with the platform and also how do they engage with their audience or uh, other audience as well about the, and we will talk about this in a while about the technical side of, of the thing uh, because if he's... And this, this is something that you should have in mind as well. Let's see. He goes often uh, live, but he goes from everywhere with, without taking care about the, the quality of the image, about the internet, about the sound, uh, the lights and everything. He will do the same when uh, he or she will do the same if when she go, he goes or she goes to your show. Okay, so have this in mind. It's important that he or she goes often live because he will be more comfortable. It will be okay. But also this could be a nice way for you to understand if he or she is a good guest for you. Make your homework uh, before bringing someone to your live shows. Excellent point there. Yeah. So number five, again, how often do they live stream? It doesn't mean, oh, if they haven't live streamed a lot, then I'm not going to have them on. But you want to make sure, you know, when you have people on, um, you know, again, that they have some experience. Okay. So the sixth way we got a sixth way and we got a bonus one as well, by the way. Um, so the <laughs> sixth way to make sure, you know, the things you want to look for when you're going to have a guest on is what does their equipment setup look like? And this is super important, by the way. So when you're doing live streaming, the most important part of a live stream is not the video quality, even though it's like, oh, live video, it's actually the audio. And I know, Marco, I know we got a lot of products we want to talk about at this point. So in terms <laughs> of like having a guest on, you want to make sure you have somebody on that, you know, they should have good internet, for example. If they're going to be live streaming, again, that's going to affect your stream. So for example, when Marco and I come on every time, we always check his audio to make sure it's good. But hey, guess what? I've worked with Marco before, so I know he knows how to adjust that thing. I know he knows how to make his streams look good, sound good, and so forth. So it doesn't mean that they need to go out and buy a lot of expensive gear. But what it does mean is that you want to make sure your guest is prepared, that they have the right kind of equipment to be a guest. And we're going to just talk. Let's uh, let's bring up those uh, headphones, Marco. Let's bring up the headphones first. Okay. So, and by the way, we have we have... Nice people in the comments. <laughs> hello, Ryan. <laughs> and hello, Tommy. <laughs> so good to see you here. <laughs> there's <laughs> Tommy. He's saying that there's, uh, we have in the carousel, uh, an interesting microphone and ham stand. <laughs> yeah, we do. We're going to, we're going to talk about that one in a second as well. So like, so again, we talk about audio. So let's talk about bare minimum. So, um, you know what? Let's, let's talk about, yeah, we'll talk about audio first. So the first thing you need to look for for audio is to make sure your guest has a pair of headphones. They don't need to be the kind of headphones Marco and I are wearing. Like we're wearing in-ear monitors. You don't have to have these. Your guest does not have to have these to be on your live stream. But what they do need is they need a very basic set of headphones. 
And so let me show you all. So these are the Apple EarPods with lightning connector. I have a pair of these right here, by the way. I keep these, I got a, I got a whole bunch of them actually. I got a drawer. Everybody's probably got a headphone drawer. I've got a whole bunch of these. These are the Apple EarPods. So again, basic pair of headphones. Remember, if you have a guest on and let's say your guest, you know, is using a, a one of the newer smartphones, they're not going to necessarily have this. They're going to they're not going to have a regular headphone port. They're going to have something along the lines of let's see if these are them. Uh, they're going to have these. These are like the ones that typically would come in a package. So they're going to have these. And this has the lightning connector versus this one, which has the standard headphone connector. But here's the thing. Your guests should have a pair of headphones, bare minimum headphones to use Apple earpods or any other basic pair of headphones. Another thing they can also use, let's bring up some earpods or yeah, uh, airpods actually, Marco, let's bring those up as well. So Marco is going to bring up the AirPods as well. Again, when we're talking guests, we want to make sure that our guests are prepared. Now, we prefer wired headphones. However, they can also have these. These are uh, AirPods, and there's lots of different versions of the AirPods. Um, Marco's got the AirPods Pro pulled up here, uh, but these are standard AirPods as well. It really depends on what they have. But the thing is, if so if you're going to have a guest on, here's the advice I would give you. Make sure they charge these beforehand because these can lose connection if they are not charged or if they're old or you've used them a lot. So these are AirPods. So AirPods, make sure your guest has headphones. Again, we're not talking expensive headphones. They could get the $10 ones. They could get the uh, AirPods or if they already have them, they can use those as well. That's going to improve the audio quality of your live stream. And it's going to hopefully make your guest a little more comfortable they're not going to be like, cause, cause sometimes if you don't wear headphones, there can be echo coming out. Like, so if you have guests on, it could be echo coming out, it comes back in. And then that actually can create a poor experience overall for viewers on your live streams. So, okay. Headphones. What are some other things, Marco, we should be, people should be looking at, um, in terms of, uh, improving their live streams and having good guests on. Well, we can talk. Uh, let me see. Let me see. What is it? We have this uh, microphone, which could be, and you don't have to to, <laughs> to have one like this one. Okay, but the thing is, it's crucial to have a, a good microphone, okay? And uh, right now you can listen to both of us using sure microphones, I think, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And it's a really good uh so this, yeah, so this is the mic microphone. and then this is the mic I think you're using, right, Marco? Yes, it is. Yeah, so Marco's got the Shure MV7. I want to make sure I highlight this one in the carousel. This is a very good mic, by the way. Uh, again, your guest does not have to have this microphone. They just need headphones with a microphone because if they're just using their computer, for example, you know, the audio is going to, uh, it's going to sound, they're going to pick up everything the person's doing. If they got a squeaky chair, a squeaky desk, it's all going to make a lot of noise. So, um, so definitely, uh, definitely go, you know, and check out that mic again. It's not a mic that your guest needs, but it's a good quality mic. If they did want to really make the investment into being on more live streams. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to make this a showcase right now, because I have here this other microphone connected. And the thing is, uh, my window it's opened. Okay. And there are cars passing, uh, on the road and I'm pretty sure that right now you can't listen to the cars, right? Can't hear them. Yeah. Nope. So uh, I, if you don't mind, I can uh, pull th this uh, other microphone, which is a condenser microphone. I don't have control over this much control. And I'm pretty sure that you will listen the cars passing, uh, passing on the street. Mm -hmm. Do yep. you want to do that? Nope. Nope. I, no, I, I gotta say, I like the, I like how good that mic is. I mean, that's it. If okay. you hadn't told me that, I wouldn't have known that. Let me, let me, let me bring the other microphone to the, to the show. Ooh, look at that. I can hear that. Yes. Very So, so, so Marco, let's go back to your, let's go back to your other mic. Okay. There you go. And so I got to say, I mean, the fact that I could hear your broadcast i mean that's like that, that there was a big difference in the mic quality there so 
Yeah. I, I got to say, thanks for sharing. I appreciate you for sharing that. Cause that's, um, there's a big difference, obviously. Like you can hear a lot more noise. It makes your live streams a lot more distracting as well uh, when you have that. So that's the Shure MV7. So again, your guest does not need this, but they could have it if you know they're interested in having a good mic. Um, so a couple other items we want to make sure we also highlight, by the way. So I want to highlight uh, the, I think you've got this, right, Marco? The Logitech C920 webcam? Yes, I do. So I do. let me see if I can show it. Oh, there you go. It's so, here. It's Marker, yeah. this webcam. Nice. Okay. And now I'm going to put it on the screen. So now I'm cool. using this webcam. Yeah. Okay. I think it's pretty decent. It's decent. Yeah. Okay. And and there's one thing uh, interesting about these uh, webcams, which is they fastly adapt to the amount of light you have. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because... Now I'm using this DSLR camera. Okay. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is my main camera. Uh -huh. Okay. And it's, you can adjust it, but not uh, fastly. Okay. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. And with this camera and let me, let me do the, the process if you don't mind. Sure. Okay. Now I'm using, I'm using two LED panels. I think okay. they are all uh, listed as well. Okay. And I'm going to change to just a ring light. Sure. Okay. Let me, let me. Let me just disconnect the LED panels, okay? And the good thing about these LED panels is that I'm controlling them with my this app. Nice. So, so by the way, for those of you watching or listening, uh, Marco's over here going through okay. the Logitech so C920. I'm yeah. I'm only using this ring light, okay? Let me show you so you can see. It's the only thing that it's yeah the, the only light I'm using, okay? And I think I have a not that bad image okay yeah so and just just let me do this to see how it works let me turn off this flood and i think it's a pretty decent image uh-huh okay having in mind the price of this camera and just that i'm only using a, a ring light okay you have a pretty decent image Definitely. Yeah. So again, that's something to keep in mind. If somebody's using the built-in webcam, look, look, the difference. Uh, look, this. look the difference. That's, is that no light or what? Is that no light or what? <laughs> yes. Okay. So here's the thing. So the Logitech C920, we got that highlighted in the carousel for you. That is a very good starter webcam. It's $50, $70, maybe, maybe 80. It really depends on uh, the time you're buying it, because right now it's kind of hard to get some products, but that is a very good camera for someone who is going to be, like, if somebody's being a guest, the one thing you could tell them is, you know what, if they've never, if they've not upgraded their webcam and they're going to do this more often, they make the investment in getting a good webcam. However, if they're, you know, just going to do like a one off stream, as you can see with Marco, he just added a little bit of lighting and it helps improve the look of his live stream. Um, also, I mean, you know, a couple other points here I want to bring up from like Dean Home One. He says he uses the C920 uh, for a face tracking software for flight simulators that kind of works like a VR headset and it's responsive enough. So again, it can be used for a number of different things. It can help you also have a better looking live stream. Like, so again, if your guest is going to be on and like they've only, only thing they've got is that built-in webcam, you got to make sure they have enough light to support that webcam to make it look better. Cause as you can see with Marco, as he took light away, it got very blocky granulated, but as he added more light, it helps to really recognize the colors and help kind of create some separation there with that camera. So that's the Logitech C920. Um, the other thing I also want to make sure we talk about here, you know, we talked about lighting Marco, do me a favor. Let's bring up some of the lighting. You and I were talking about this earlier about, you know, if a guest needs lighting, what, what kind of light should they use? I think you have some kind of ring light on your desk, right? Yes, I do. I have this newer, I think we, okay. It's better to show. Yeah, sure. <laughs> show us. Of... Yeah. What have we got? <laughs> so there you go. This is the newer, uh, ring light. Okay. I had to make a, a small adjustment with, with this. Okay. okay. Is that the newer one or is that the Terion desktop light? It's it's the the newer. Okay. Okay. It it comes with this with this nice. uh, stand. Stand. Okay. okay. It's a good stand. It's heavy. 
enough so he can hold the, the ring light. Yeah. But the thing is, it's too short. Okay. okay and nope. I needed something that could pull up a little bit uh, higher. Yeah. The this ring light. So okay. I use this. I I I I I'm using this. Uh, They are listed as well on the carousel, yeah. the Sterian stands. Okay, I have nice. three of them. Okay. They have also this uh, one adapter with this uh -huh. head so you can nice. you can okay. adjust. Okay. And then I have this uh, newer ring light. It has a mobile phone stand. Okay, nice. So if you want to use. And they are really easy to use. Why I bought this because when I'm doing a remote production, I don't show in the camera. I don't need uh -huh. this yeah. using these fancy uh, uh, RGB lights, LED. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it has, it's just connect. Okay. Nice. As usual, it has these three different tones. I think this one is the white, the warm and the cold. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. And you can adjust the intensity of the light. Okay. It's a good option, and Tony Tommy is asking uh, how much extra light do I need if I if uh, the webcam it's good with low lights. This could be an option, okay? One ring light like this one or two, okay? You can put them uh, aside you, yeah. like so, make a triangle with you, yeah, okay. But this is a nice option and really affordable. So here's what I would say. So I'm going to answer a question that, that came in from uh, Tommy Tommy uh, in Kalamazoo. Thanks, by the way, Tommy, for commenting. <laughs> so he says, how much extra light do you need if your webcam is very good in low light? Here's the thing. I think you still should put more light to it. Um, for example, I'm going to turn on some lights right now. I've got right now just a really big ring light, and I'm going to turn on these lights. These are the Elgato uh, key lights, by the way. These are currently at an astounding, let me see what, what, uh, These are currently at 12%. So here's the thing. This is like, this is almost too much light right now, right? I think it's actually pretty good. But the thing is, if I were to bump these up significantly here, let me bump these up. I'm going to bump this up to like 50%. As you can see, it's a lot of light. It's all, it's, that's too much light at that point. So I'm going to bump it down to 12, like to the point where it hurts your eyes, things like that. So I always, my always, my recommendation is always to have more light instead of trying to make the light work. Because the thing is, like you could get one of those LED panels and they're fantastic, um, but it really depends. Here, let me turn them all off. So the thing is, it really depends on like also your setup, your wall. Like for example, if you're really far from, like I'm not very far from the wall, but the thing is I also have to look at reflection. So if I put too much light, it's gonna blow up my face. It's gonna give too much light to the camera and then it's gonna have it, make it harder to focus. Um, so. So I think overall, in terms of like light, I'd always prefer to have more rather than less. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So that's a great question, by the way. Um, and then, so then the other thing I think, so we talked about that Tarion uh, desktop stand. The other thing I'd also recommend, so if you're going to have a guest on, let's bring up the, um, the Manfrotto mini tripod, Marco. So if you're going to have a guest on, the other thing that I personally like Uh, to have to recommend to a guest to have is something along the lines of this. This is the Manfrotto. Let's flip it the right way. The Manfrotto pixie tripod. Um, Marco is gonna like here. Let me pull these up so you can see what this looks like. This is the tripod. It's about twenty twenty two dollars. It has a couple of different positions. So for example, you know as Marco also mentioned, it, so it's it's a pretty heavy tripod. Um, it has the ability like you can rotate the head for example if you want to. So you can go different angles. Um, you can go in, you know, again, it does all 360. So it's not just uh, stuck to going one way or the other. Um, it also has a couple of different positions as well on it. So for example, on the backside here, um, hopefully you, here, let me put myself full screen so you can see this. So on the backside here, this is the Manfrotto tripod. You'll see. So there's, uh, there's this little switch right here and you can adjust it, for example. And so you can move, you can extend the arms and then you can also choose how flat or how high the tripod is going to be. So here's the only problem with this kind of tripod. And it's the fact that if you're going to use this for live streaming, it's hard to use this for streaming. And that's because it doesn't, it doesn't have that same thing Marco mentioned earlier, which is height. So 
if you happen <laughs> to have a tripod, you want to make sure that your tripod can increase in height. This, yeah, it does sort of increase. Like, okay, so this is what it looks like normally. And so you get about maybe one to two inches there to actually increase the height of the tripod. So it's not really going to do a whole lot. If you then put this on your desk, it's not it's not a very good tripod in that sense. So it really depends on what you want to use it for. Uh, it doesn't have the ability to, to really bend around things as well. It's pretty rigid, but it is a good tripod to get overall if you need like a desk uh, setup or another alternative for a tripod as well. Something where like maybe you want to give an alternate view or your guest wants to give an alternate view could be something good for that. But I would recommend that your guest does have some sort of tripod that is a good quality tripod that can hold their phone or their camera if they need to. So definitely go and check that one out. Again, that's the Manfrotto Pixie tripod. It's about $22. Um, one last product I want to uh, talk about real quick. And this is, again, this is for our guests. Your guest doesn't need this to start, but it really depends on what kind of work they're doing. Um, and by the way, Dean home, thanks for telling me, he says he thinks that tripod's like $50. Uh, oh, the master mount. Yeah. The Elgato master mount. Actually. Yes. Uh, speaking of that, let's bring that up, Marco, actually. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is the Elgato master mount. And so this is obviously I can't quite fit this in the shot. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to bring it up here in the carousel so you can see what this looks like. This is the master mount. And again, the great thing about this kind of product. So in this case of this mount is it mounts to the back of a desk, a table, you know, it's a great, super, super, super sturdy product. And then it has the ability to go up higher and it also can telescope out. So for example, I'm using this right now to hold up my camera. So um, again, it's a great product. Uh, it, it's flexible also. So it mounts your desk. You can attach a light to it. Uh, there's there's so many different things. You can, you can attach a camera if you want to. There's a lot of different things you can do with this. Uh, particular Elgato master mount. This is the large model, by the way. There's also, I think, a smaller one as well. Um, so it is definitely, definitely, definitely something you want to check out, the Elgato master mount. Personally, I love this product. Uh, again, because I do exactly that setup you got there, Marco, which is I have the monitors and then I have the camera right there in the middle of it. So um, again, definitely something worth checking out for your guests. And this is something as well, like if your guest gets one of these, it's not just a one use like product. Yeah, you could put a camera on it, but you could also attach a light. As you can see, you can attach anything that you can thread onto that <laughs> uh, mount there. And so for example, you could use it, you could have two of these attached to your desk and one could be for like an alternate camera angle. One could be for attaching a light if the person doesn't have, you know, um, if they don't have like um, a tripod, a bigger tripod, you can attach this to your desk. Um, so again, it comes in small, it comes in large. Um, again, very, very, very versatile product. And you can also attach a number of accessories to it. So that is the Elgato master mount. Okay, so we got one last bonus tip for everybody in terms of like things to look for in a guest. Remember, when we talk about equipment here, we're not saying that your guest needs to have, you know, all of this equipment. We're saying that they need to have some of these pieces. They need to still have internet. They also need to have, a computer, for example, like, let me pull that one up. Actually, they need to have a computer. So for example, we're talking like, you know, a Mac mini, for example, like this is a suit. If they need a new computer, they're in the market for a new computer. Great product to get. This is a uh, fantastic product. It runs everything pretty much effortlessly, but definitely recommend, you know, like, Hey, if they haven't updated their computer in a while, they don't need to go spend thousands of dollars. They can get these for a few hundred dollars as well. Uh, the Mac mini, but again, it's not a necessity for having a guest on. If the guest, though, is going to get into live streaming, they're going to get into doing more of them, then yes, they should have an optimal computer to be able to do this kind of work. So that is the uh, the Mac Mini. And by the way, um, this device, it has uh, HDMI ports, it's got USB-C, USB-A, it's got Ethernet on the back. Uh, it's not technical, it's not really, I mean, it's portable because it's pretty small, but it is, I mean, I got, it's in the box right now. It's, it's pretty heavy. So, um, but it is a very, very, very good computer if the person is in the market for a new computer. So definitely uh, recommend that Mac mini. I can't recommend it enough actually. So 
those are just some ways that, you know, when you're going to bring on a guest, things that, there are things you need to think about when you're bringing on a guest. It's not a necessity that they have the most expensive computer. It is a necessity that they have headphones, that they have good lighting, because again, it's equipment that can be repurposed for other things, whether they're on your live stream, whether they're on someone else's live stream, whether they're making online courses, pre-recorded videos, whether they're even doing video calls for work, it all helps to improve the quality of their video and their live streams. It doesn't improve the content, but it does make it look better. It makes it sound better. And it helps, as Marco mentioned earlier, it helps them with some of those wins. It helps you win. It helps them win. It helps your show win. It helps your guest. So definitely uh, go and check a lot of those things out. Again, launcher.live slash EP95. I do want to end with one bonus tip. And Marco, I think you alluded to this earlier. And that bonus tip is prepare a one pager to set expectations for your guest. And so what we mean by this is maybe at the beginning, it's just a simple list of instructions. As you're building your live streams, as you're having more guests on, Think about the questions that you often get asked by your guest. Sorry about that. Think about the ones you get asked by your guest. And so put them into a one page document that you can then give somebody. So for example, Marco and I like at the beginning, like we have a document that we maintain with all of the notes and the things like that we're going to talk about during the show, all the links and whatnot. However, if you're going to have a guest on and you're like, you know what, let me talk, let me teach them how to frame themselves on camera. (laughs) Show them an example of what's good, for example, versus what's bad, things like that. You know, talk about like the importance of like, for example, if they need headphones, we talked about headphones earlier, you know, make sure that, you know, if you're going to, um, if you're going to have headphones, if they're going to be a guest, say, hey, you know what? You probably have some of these in your box, in the box for your phone that will actually work. (laughs) You know, talk about the importance of having good lighting, maybe how to actually position that light. You don't have to give them a, a detailed tutorial but you could record a video or you could just take a screenshot of what it looks like with and without lighting and then make sure, you know, that they're going to, and also obviously ensure that you share the broadcast with them, encourage them to do some of that sharing, the things like that we mentioned earlier. Is there anything else you want to add, Marco? Well, it's important as you, as you mentioned, it's important to, to have this preparation conversation and it, it could be a, uh, a written document, it could be a recorded video as well, mm-hmm. okay? And also understand how comfortable it's your guest with with live streaming, okay? Because one of the things I, I faced was, and this is important as well, yeah. is that I had guests that their first live show was with me, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and then they, they, they liked the experience. And also okay. I think that, that let me, I, I, that came to my mind right now. And I think this is really important when you have guests, when you have guests, have in mind that they are the start of your show. It's not you. Yeah. Okay. If you have a guest and you are speaking more than 30% of the time, you're doing it wrong. Okay. Because, I had this situation where I was a guest and my the host was speaking more than I did, was uh, kind of making me questions for him to answer. Uh-huh. Okay. And and I, I don't think this makes any sense because at the end I, I thought, okay, with the, the way he did the show, he could did, uh, do the show by himself alone uh-huh. yeah. because he was making the questions and he was answering. Okay. So have okay. this in mind. Because everything, uh, when you do this, your guest will feel that he was not the star of the show mm-hmm. and he, w- he won't be uh, getting back to your show. And also he or she may share this experience with others. Okay, yeah. Your audience will tell that you're doing this. You're bringing guests to to be the star, which doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. And have in mind as well, when you invite someone to, to be on your show, okay. maybe they will ask for, for you to show, okay, let me do how, let me see how you do the, uh, the, the shows. And mm-hmm. if they lo- see this kind of approach, they won't accept. 
So have this in mind, okay? When you have guests, make them feel as they are the star because that's the point. It, there's no point for you to bring guests and you are the star. That is an excellent point, Marco. And uh, I want to highlight one last comment before we wrap up this week's show. But um, And that is from Dean Home One. He says, I think speaking with them before the event to get to know them is a very good point. That's an excellent point, actually. You yeah. should talk to your guests. You should try to get to know your guest, even if it's just for a couple minutes. And that's why, for example, when we have people come on a stream, we don't just like have them on. We also, you know, we try to do like a little prep with them. We might have them show up 30 minutes ahead of time, even if it's yeah. only gives yeah, us yeah. like five or 10 minutes to chat with them. It still lets us kind of break that ice versus like, yeah, oh, they don't really warm understand up. how it's my show up. works. They don't understand the <laughs> format. Exactly. It's the warm up. So it's all about making them comfortable. And I, I like your last point, which is, you know, letting the guests like the, it's sort of about the guest, but at the same time, you want to make sure that it's about the guest, but they aren't totally overtaking your show as well. So yeah, one last thing to remember with that is, for example, as we're doing this show, let's just say we had someone come on and let's say all of a sudden they were just, you know, they were just talking about their stuff, like what they were doing. And that was not in uh, alignment with our live stream, like what our stream was about, you want to keep that in mind as well. So make sure you preface that with the guests. Hey, you know what? We're going to have you on. We got a segment for you to talk about your section or the stuff you do, but don't let that dominate your conversation. Let it still be about whatever that topic is you're going to have them talk about. So with that, I want to thank everybody for watching this episode. This has been an amazing episode, Marco. I mean, we talked about, you know, uh, what do you look for in a guest or what do you need to be looking for in a guest? Six things. Again, they, they really can go really deep. Uh, but again, the key thing is you don't just want to have a guest on just to fill a spot. You want to make sure that you do some research. You try and have the right kinds of guests on your stream, because as Marco mentioned, there are three who, who all wins Marco when you have a good guest on your stream, your guest, yourself and your audience. Exactly. So with that, I want to thank everyone for uh, watching this week's show. I want to thank all of our viewers over on Amazon Live, Amazon at, at launcher.live slash EP95. I want to thank all of our viewers over on YouTube, all the people that are listening as well uh, on the audio podcast. But with that, we will see you all on a future episode. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. See you. Thank you. <laughs>